Hello, welcome back to Sully Chats. I'm here with one of my best friends, Abigail Bremnar. And honestly, I have so many words I could say about Abigail. <laughs> and I'm just speechless in this moment. Hilarious, of course. Yeah, Abigail is... Um, like I said, a dear sister of mine, she's the co-founder of Limitless Love alongside her beloved Jared. She's a new mama, which is something we're going to be talking a lot about today. And she is the embodiment, in my opinion, humility. And she's so radically committed to truth. She's given me so many opportunities to speak my truth and to still, she still loves me on the other side of all of that, which has been one of the deepest receivings in sisterhood I've ever experienced. So welcome, Abs. So happy you're here. Yay. I feel blessed to be here. Thank you. I think this is a medicine that I need today as well, as I was in a yoga class and it was all around the heart. And yeah, the, the beauty that emerged was my my longing for more sisterhood. You know, I have these deep connections with you and a few women but we're all over the world and I'm really wanting to unite in physical presence more bodies to body and sisterhood so Mm. ah, blessed to be here yes I feel you well this is a special moment because you haven't been on a podcast or done anything public in this way for a while because you have been on this journey of pregnancy and birth and postpartum and now mothering. And I'd love to take it back to the moment of your conception and who were you then and what started to unfold for you when you realized that you were pregnant? Oh my goodness. Well, the beautiful thing is it was I think we conceived on the 22nd of February in 2022, which is a significant day for both you and I. And you know what? In truth, I feel that before I found out that we had conceived this miraculous blessing, I was lost. I was out of alignment with my true soul's path. And that was avoiding the path of becoming the mother. So I felt like I have fully enjoyed and squeezed every ounce out of my maiden self. (laughs) And she has had a whale of a time traveling, you know, trying lots of new things, exploring new places, fucking up, having fun, you know, meeting epic people, all of it. And um, yeah, it just got to a point where nothing seemed to kind of hit the same way or or touch the same way or um, suffice me in the same way. And I was like, what is it then? You know, maybe it's another program creation. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I need to move country. Maybe I need to end my relationship. What is it that is, you know, not sitting right? And yeah, the truth was I was... <laughs> I remember I did a mushroom ceremony and I got the message to go into silence for 33 days. The mushrooms told me to be in silence for 33 days, to call all of my energy back, call all of my kind of connection outwards back to myself. And my intention was, what what do you desire for me to create? You know, what is the next evolution of my creation and service right now? And the hilarious part was that's when I fell pregnant in that time. That's when I conceived. And the message that I kept getting was she rests to create. She rests to create. And I hadn't known another way of creation up until falling pregnant and conception of a child. child because you do rest to pull all of my energy inside let go of my attachment to service and mothering externally 
and really nurture my own body. Focus on the things that I just loved, being out in nature, being with women, food, <laughs> great food, lying in the sun, going for a walk in the forest. And that was that was what I focused on during my pregnancy was all the things that deeply, deeply quenched me and nourished me. So when when I first conceived, there was fear. When, I, when we looked at the pregnancy test and there was this, oh, shit, this is it. You know, this is the moment of crossing the threshold into a new rites of passage. And after the fear had moved, there was, there was relief. There was this deep sense of relief and I remember crying because I because then I knew it was that knowing of oh this is what God has in store for me now this is it and I don't have to search I don't have to try anymore I don't have to keep looking for oh my goodness what's the path where do you want me to go it was I've gifted you the seed of creation now you you nurture this you tend to this this is the, the path for you moving forward oh my gosh this is so beautiful and I'm really grateful that you're hitting on these pieces of the fear the not knowing where your path is and then for this to click in because I think there's like a revolution going on with so many women that are that are waking up to this for themselves and you just so eloquently spoke into it one random side note curiosity is did were you planning on conceiving were you trying were you calling a soul in were you just open yeah I think Jared was more speaking it into existence than I was he was ready he knew and he desired to co-create in our union. I think the fear was blocking the true desire underneath to become a mother. And so it wasn't a conscious calling in for me, but a deeper soul calling and longing because things started to shift in our intimacy and in our lovemaking. And there was this more once we got into the depths of our sexual connection, there was more of a primal energy that started to come in. And it was almost as though I was holding in his seed. It was like my Yoni would take over and she was she was calling in the seed of, of creation. And I didn't have any control over my physical, like my body, my, my prime, primal instinct. But my mind at that time would have would have tried to shut it off as a desire, you know, because it was afraid. I was afraid. How interesting. Speak a little bit about those fears. Like what were they specifically for you? And mm. I'm curious if there was fear that continued throughout your pregnancy and your birth that you can like continued to let go of to become who you are right now. <laughs> um so juicy so juicy <sighs> the fear was the surrender into the underworld for me like that's that's how I relate to my journey of pregnancy and you know, I thought I was embodying the feminine and then I really got taken into the depths of the true feminine, like the woman, the mother, and almost engulfed in that, like eaten. It's almost like my maiden self got eaten alive by the mother. She was like, I'm going to eat you for breakfast, lunch and dinner, move aside, <laughs> you know. Um and my maiden still exists. She's still there. There's this beautiful glow of innocence of her within, but the mother is taken full and continues to 
take residency inside of me now. So yeah, the fear for me is I, I'm a deeply feeling being. I have a lot of water in my chart. I am a soul. I live in the soul realm. That is who I be. And so I could feel the depth of the soul initiation that this was going to be. And I don't do anything by half. I am fully whole bodied, hearted, devoted to my aliveness, to truth, to love. And so I was like, all right, I'm handing myself over to the altar of mother. And yeah, I got I got taken into some of my deep ancestral fears, you know, from my mother line. I got taken into the fear, a deeper fear around our relationship. Like, do I trust to completely let go and surrender and that my beloved's got me, even from a financial standpoint, from a, you know, a 3D world material standpoint? Um, Because I love creation as well. And I loved being in control as well of my creations externally in the world. So it was a, you know, a letting go of really coming back to that, that, you know, that piece, she rests to create, like the feeling of just resting inside of yourself, not having to do anything to create life. Like your body is, she's doing it all for you. So how much can you trust in that? How much can you actually let go and allow that to happen and that was where the fear was coming up for me I could feel parts of myself holding on or trying to hold on to this version of me that I'd known and walked for many years yeah in context for people that don't know abs is she you know with limitless love alongside Jared built this huge community and really in the archetype of that like female badass boss babe you know business owner entrepreneur always serving in front of people on stage playing at a big level you know facilitating mentoring all of that and so that's your that's where you were coming from and would you say that you were invited to like let that go and was it completely was it partially was it just shifting how you see yourself in front of that just because I'm asking because I think so many women that I talk to they're like I'm not sure if I want to have kids because I don't think they know if they they think they are going to have to let go of that version of themselves and maybe it does but I'm curious your experience Yeah, I think for me, it has been a letting go of how I relate to creation externally. Again, I'm going to come back to that. And I shared openly on my social media, there were times where I felt I was really like prostituting my energy, essentially, as a woman in overgiving into all of these places and spaces. Don't get me wrong, it looked really great. Everyone would say, you've got the dream life, you're doing the thing, you're out there creating, leading, you've got a team, X, Y, Z. And deep down, I felt that I was drained and exhausted and deeply unfulfilled. Um, But obviously, we have to walk these paths, right, to realize who we're not. And there's so many gifts in each each of those experiences but yeah I feel I'm relating to creation and to God and to the earth in a whole new way now becoming a mother and I desire to I literally desire to live my life in the fullest expression of my desires and for that to to be it to magnetize everything to me from that place and that's where the miraculous mother, which is the the phase I'm in right now, where I, I'm, I desire to fully embody the power of that. You know, as a, as a mother, how can I be the tree that literally nourishes my entire family, community, myself, and literally attract all that I desire from fully claiming that that role and that energy? 
and and only creating the things that really are a yes because the truth is I don't have the time to fluff around anymore (laughs) you know bullshit radar is strong have to be more relentless with my boundaries which has been another challenge for me you know just really owning what I'm available for what I'm not um powerful reclamation of energy as well um does that answer the question yes absolutely and so you're bringing through I don't know if you're trademarking it but you're trademarking the ethereal realm the miraculous mother tell us more about that Mm. what's shown up for you experientially to even coin that term and to be in that experience what does it mean to you Well, the first response that I can feel in my body is there's tears and there's emotion. I just want to acknowledge that it's um, World Water Day today. It's International Water Day. And I've been in um, ceremony for the waters. And I, one of my intentions this conversation was to be a voice for, for the water. And it feels as though you're really touching on that with this question and the miraculousness of water and women's relationship to the sacred waters. And that feels very connected to this energy that I'm desiring to share more of, to speak into and to connect us back into as women, like our miraculous nature, especially when it comes to our relationship with water So that was a big theme throughout my pregnancy, you know, reconnecting to the sacred waters of our wombs. Again, resting back into the power of of the water and allowing the water in the womb to, to provide for with the placenta, to nurture, to deliver through the birth, like how much can I surrender to the sacred waters to deliver my baby earthside? The depths of emotion that I was carried into during the pregnancy. And then the ecstasy, like the the ecstatic nature of, of water, even meeting myself sexually during the birth, during the pregnancy. And that that all 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 of that connects to the miraculousness of life and the miraculousness of the mother and obviously with Isaiah's entry to the world as well it we are walking through the bridge of life and death you know that's what birth I believe is you it's it's this pathway and he is a miracle you know each of us we're all we all came through (laughs) a woman the yoni the womb it's miraculous that we are each here on this planet at this time the odds are stacked and stacked and stacked against us and yet we're here we chose and he really showed me the miraculous nature of life and I'm going to speak more to my birth um, story on the Substack channel that I'm releasing soon. But for those of you that don't know, Isaiah came into the world, he 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 struggled with his breathing. And then we went into um, the hospital and we were there for three weeks in intensive care. And it just showed me that like the precipice of the chaos, like dancing on the edge of chaos. But then also in that chaos, that's where the miracles come in. Like when you can just dance on that point, it's like the fall again, you know, that metaphor for the fall of dancing on the tightrope of life, tightrope of life, then miraculous energy can actually come in and carry you. And that's what it feels like now. He's shown me, oh, I can trust so much that even when I think something's perceivably gone wrong, that's where all the miraculous energy and God and grace can come through and that's what he's shown me and um, I'm committed to continuously walking that that path and allowing more of life to meet me through through that lens 
in in a practical sense, have you noticed that life is showing up for you the more that you surrender into this essence that those around you and life is providing for you and that you really can trust? Like, are you getting the memory that you can trust? Yes, a hundred percent every day, the little things, you know, as in, in ceremony with the water today, praying, and then from a theory, from a 3D sense, I've got the notification that Isaiah's passport's been approved, you know, and that's just one little piece of, oh no, I'm we're on the miraculous path here. He's, there's a lot of passports not getting approved right now. There's a lot of things stacking against the fact that, you know, we're going away in three weeks and we don't have his passport, but it's that trust of, oh, everything's, everything's always happening for us. And the more that we follow the path, the more can come, the more that life responds. I love that so much. In how old is Isaiah now? He is four months yesterday. Oh my gosh. Did now that you're in the experience in the first four months, I don't know how much like quote unquote preparation you did to be a mom or like what that looked like for you, but did, do you feel like you could have done anything to prepare for what your experience is right now? And is it going how you were expecting it to go or is it totally different than what you expected? I'm just so curious about that. Mm, mm. It's an interesting contemplation, the preparation around birth and motherhood. I personally don't think there's anything that can prepare you on an emotional soul level for the journey because every individual woman is so unique and it is going to reveal and illuminate everything for you to birth you into the mother that you're that you're here to be. I feel that you get to trust your intuition during that process and that was the piece for me I didn't really read many books I didn't invest in any courses I the, the forgotten placenta was a book that I read which was really powerful and the lotus birth remembrance and waters and sacred sexuality the power of water in birth was another epic book that I read there are some incredible pages like on Instagram and different profiles now that are really speaking to the re-emergence of you know, this, this wisdom, the birthing rights and that we get to reclaim that. So I watched some epic videos of women just fucking slaying it and oh, having orgasmic births, having, you know, different things. I will say that there was a little bit for me personally of, um, I'm going to say naivety around the birth because I'd watched a lot of blissful births, ecstatic births, experiences <laughs> and that may be the experience for a lot of women right so I don't want this to you know interfere with anyone else's view of how they want their birthing portal to be however for me I remember being in the birth just saying to myself why does no one fucking speak to the pain that you get to experience and there is an ecstatic nature to the pain but for me, I, that was one area that I, I, on reflection, feel that I was not prepared for because in my mind, I think I'd almost bypassed spiritually that it was going to be this ecstatic, blissful, I've got it in the bag, you know. And of course I do, we all do, our bodies know the way. But for me, it was a real initiation into the ecstatic nature of pain and actually how to be in the pain body. <laughs> and I was saying to Jared, I was like, well, nobody speaks to the pain and the actual power in the pain. And I needed to roar my son earthside. You know, I needed to get primal. I needed to be on the ground. I needed to just unleash and like really meet, meet it. And I think 
for a while in the birth, I was kind of resting back and kind of being in this like sensual space, watery space. And, you know, maybe the medicine for me is because I am so watery, I needed to like, get down and dirty on the earth, you know. So yeah, I think from, I wish someone had told me that it is going to be painful, but it's how you meet the pain. And also more around the trance states of birth and the actual journeys of going into deep trance. And I feel like that very yin receptive state is where our full power comes alive. There was moments where I just kind of melded with the pain and merged with the pain. And that was transcendental. And I had those moments of experience of what is possible if you can stay in a deeper trance state perhaps and and merge but yeah I've got to be real the pain was a thing and I'm really grateful for it because I needed to be forged and I felt that it's forged me into the mother and I hadn't had a lot of physical experiences of pain in my life you know before that moment not even hospital you know nothing like that so this was the first real physical pain body experience that I've journeyed with that's so funny that you were watching all the ecstatic birds <laughs> that that was what you were subscribed to versus like <laughs> so you just had oh my gosh you you're so so cute I mean everyone like you said has the experience they need to have it's an initiation it's it's a portal and there's, I mean, I listen to the Free Birth Society podcast and many other birth stories, and they're just like, they're all so drastically different. There is no one birth that's the same. And just to be able to own your individual story and not make it wrong, not compare it or be like, it should be like this, is just so powerful, you know? And I will just speak on this for a moment. I, I have taken the free birth course and I think the most, my, one of the things I've taken away is that the women saying, be, be ready, prepare for four days of pain of like excruciating. They're like, like they don't fluff it up or sugarcoat it at all. And that really, I was like, and you know how some people are like, I hope I have like a one hour birth or a three hour birth. Cause they hear those stories and like, wow, it's possible. Of course. Like, I mean, I've never had a baby, but I, of course I'm going to think that that would be great. And I'm going to own whatever my story is and I'm prepared for four days, you know? So it's just knowing that anything can happen in that world. And I love that you spoke to the trance state and the like psychedelic shamanic nature of this portal. And there's so much we could talk about there, but anyway, thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else you want to share about the birth experience, what you took away, what you would do differently maybe, or just anything you want the listeners to hear about just the wisdom you gleaned from that birth experience or even your pregnancy in general? Mm. oh I feel like there's a book or something there's so many layers to the pregnancy alone and each trimester and what that brings forth what that cultivates you know the gateways that are available to you and then when you when you enter the birth you know it's like the most transcendental ayahuasca times a million experience because it's specific for you you know it's literally you you are rebirthing yourself alongside your child and that I was reflecting on this the other day what an opportunity what an opportunity as women that we have if we choose it and if we get blessed enough you know to be given this gift of life and creation is we get to rebirth ourselves as a woman you know and that that was one of the most and is one of the most profound experiences like I feel as though I've died into love and I have fully surrendered into this initiation I am so proud of myself for the depths I've gone to and I'm so honored to walk alongside other women 
to bring this remembrance back like it's such a powerful opportunity for women to meet themselves because no one else can birth that child for you no matter what book you've read no matter what course you've taken no matter if your partner's there no matter if you've got the best midwife on the planet whatever the thing is it's you and god and your soul and the soul of your child and it's also the most natural experience as well it's when you strip everything away we were born to do this it lives in the depths of our dna and if we have the space to allow that to 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 fully emerge we come out the other side an absolute unfuckwithable powerful source of fire and love letting that land Mm. you are so amazing at taking experiences and like alchemizing and like receiving those nuggets of wisdom and embodying them and I see you and Jared leaning into this new phase with so much grace and like love for each other and devotion and it's in a very unconventional way you know you are living an unconventional path in terms of service co-creation how your finances like everything is unconventional and so it takes so much courage to to walk that path what does that look like for you guys right now like what I even want to know like on a day-to-day basis, what are your agreements with each other? What are your routines? What what works for you? What doesn't? What are some things like if we were to be a fly on the wall of your family for a week, what would we notice and pick up on and receive that we could take into our life as, you know, new parents, let's say? Oh, wow. I feel like there could be a whole conversation just on that. There'd be so much gold in that alone. Holy moly, where do I start? Well, for one, in truth, I'm at my parents' house again. Here I am in Suffolk, the place where I birthed my child in front of the fire of 30 years. And I think our union right now is in this initiation of opening to support and witnessing family dynamics and being in the experience of family it's like roots in the ground chaos most days finding the center point of the chaos you know with families we've all got our sets of beliefs we all have our own desires We've got different generations living under one house at the moment. And it's so fascinating to watch where me and Jared want to be out of here. We're like, okay, we're ready now to lay the new blueprint of our parenthood journey. We've got it. And then Source is just like, and there's just one more piece here. And there's just a little bit more here that you need to receive. And then how do you, how do you interact with this? You know, so I think one of the biggest things that we are observing and experiencing is the, the 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 chaos of the family organism and also the clarity and the profound opportunity to alchemize limitation or projection in in this space under this house so tangible things like every day me and Jared will sit and we will meet and we will discuss what's the one thing that we really need to do today that's going to move the needle for our family what's the one thing and then we're almost protectors of that one thing for each other who do we need to be for each other to make sure that we feel fulfilled and accomplished in that one thing that we know if we achieve that it's going to send a ripple out to the universe it's like you know this is what we desire So that could be, I might say, babe, this podcast, 
this conversation with Mackenzie is the one thing today that is really going to set my soul on fire. What does he do? He wakes up, he takes Isaiah for a walk. He has changed desire. He's been with desire. He showered for desire. He shaved his hair. Shit showered and shaved with desire. <laughs> he then set up this space for me. He made my cacao. So he has stepped into like devotion for what that is for me today. And then tonight, he has a masterclass that he's stepping onto, Majesty with the Brothers, six o'clock. So after this, I will go and support him, clear the room, clear the space and be in devotion for him to step into that for himself. And I think most most nights we all reflect on how was the day? How did we how did we fare in the chaos today of life? <laughs> the playground. And we'll be honest, you know, sometimes we don't show up fully for that, but we do our best every day and having a child you know, he is he is literally pioneering, I feel, and leading our life right now. So the journey is for me and Jared, we keep listening, we keep stepping back and listening to how he's responding. What does what does he need? And also, where is he wanting to guide us? And he's really when you talk about, you know, we're not doing things conventionally. Isaiah is creating that new way for us. And it's great. He's he pushes our edges every day in terms of emotional capacity and what we can hold and how many pieces we can kind of meet with love and grace simultaneously. And he has taken us into this beautiful place of tenderness for each other that yeah, I think we've only accessed through him coming into the world. This this tenderness this infinite tenderness that was so good to hear and helpful to hear about like some of the behind the scenes with you and Jared and the conversations that you have and that you're committed to I just got such an image of that devotion and it's so sweet my goodness now if you didn't have your mom and your dad and your sister I don't know if she lives there, but under one roof, would you feel less supported? Mm. Would you be able to do it in the way you're doing it now? Like, is that bringing an element of support that you think is beneficial that most people should have or because it is, again, unconventional in modern day society, but actually is quite ancient. Like that's a it takes a village, everyone says, but then doesn't use the village. <laughs> So you're doing it. So I'm curious, like, yeah, that's really supported you. So <laughs> I want a presence that we've had space in between. So we've gone to Wales, we've gone to Glastonbury, we've had months like where it's just been us and so important, you know, as you step into parenthood to have your own space to parent the way that you want to parent. And then the gift of, coming back and meeting your parents who have different ideas around how maybe things should be and holding true in that and obviously teaching them, educating them around that as well um, by just embodying the principles, really. Um, I think it has been, re I think for me, because I was away for 12 years in Australia and I built my life over there, and it had been 12 years since I had reconnected to the land here, my ancestors and my family. There has been so much medicine in deepening my roots and actually opening to receive the purity of my parents. You know, how can I see them through the eyes of grace and forgiveness and compassion? And how can I meet them every day as much as I can in that through my own triggers through my own discomfort because the medicine of a soul a beautiful being coming into the world it has it has ignited their hearts in ways that I can't even describe the purpose that's reactivated in my dad and you know the the love and the joy that my mom is exuberating and I, I want I want them to be a part of Isaiah's life. You know, my spiritual ego sometimes would say, 
oh no, I don't want anyone to kind of come near that's not this pristine state of enlightenment, you know, anyone that's got any negativity, stay away from my baby. And and to be fair, my initial intention for the birth was I wanted to be in either Wales or I wanted to be somewhere that was deeply held and was prist- as pristine as I could make it. But then God showed me another another way of bringing life through. And I choose to see I choose to see love through my eyes. I choose to see God weave through my life, through everyone that comes in. And so I feel that they're like everything, there's shadows and light, there's good and bad to any situation. And I do feel that this chapter is coming to a close and almost in the astrological year closing and this new season um I can feel the daffodils emerging and spring is springing and my energy is calling me out now but the gifts and the wisdom and the love and the unconditional support that I've received is invaluable and I feel that every woman deserves to have support around her as she brings herself back to life because it literally, for me, was a complete crumbling of all that I was. It was the caterpillar turning into complete mush. And there are psychological challenges that can creep up. There's a level of exhaustion. You know, you are giving so much of yourself to this being. And I feel it's imperative that the fourth trimester and beyond that women allow themselves to be supported and to to have that support and this is how it looked for me this time round and it will probably be different next time round but there was a a deep calling to come back to my roots and to face tidy up embrace accept forgive in a in a whole new way wow again so courageous <laughs> so much fire grit um, willingness, resilience that you both have had to embody to be a yes to all that you've cleared up with your family and leaned into the conversations, all of it. It's just so brave. So I see you. I honor you. And my, I'm curious about, um, you mentioned the psychological challenges at times, stepping into motherhood, the different, the physical exhaustion, um, if you want to speak on that, I'm open to hearing that, uh, and also hearing, do you love it? Do you love it? Do you like it? <laughs> Does it feel true to you? Are you settling in to this role? Are you still like, what, what are you still up against? I mean, that's 17 questions, but go with it. Well, first of all, I absolutely adore it in every part of my being. And I didn't know if I would. That's my truth. I didn't know if I would. But it is just bringing forth the best in me every day. It's showing me a whole new way to love and just the true power of the feminine and this, I feel like the mother is the the blossoming, like the full radiance, like the full exuberance, the, the just oozing of life through every cell of her being. It's it's the epitome of what we've come here to to experience. And not every woman does that through birthing a child. It's you know through creation itself, right? But yeah I love it he is such a transmission he's my greatest teacher he has cracked my heart open to a whole in in a whole new world like I literally want to sing he makes me want to sing and dance and be playful and just enraptured in innocence every day and through my pregnancy the last trimester I remember saying to my mum because my mum and Jared were dancing in the kitchen and they were like dancing to Abba or something and they were so in it and they were so joyful and I remember sitting there and I said to them both I can't access joy right now I can't feel joy and I think I needed to go into the depth of that feeling of 
not you know numbness essentially like there was there was no life coming forward it was nothing and there was a le- little bit of judgment around that in the third trimester of he's coming so soon you know is a few weeks i've been so blessed i've had the most incredible pregnancy no you know pain or physical kind of symptoms to battle with i ran my retreat in glastonbury with you beautiful women it was incredible i've traveled we've gone to sacred sites and i just remember sitting there and it was just there was just nothing it was like entropy and crying and then just praying to feel joy again you know praying to feel joy but something I've always been really real with is I'm not going to fake things if it's not authentic I can't fake myself to be there you know and so yeah through the birth and through him coming into my life he has gifted me the true transmission of joy like unbridled ecstatic joy and I love being in that energy more and more because you know I can be quite deep and emotional and that's great and now I'm experiencing this whole other side of playful lightness and joy so good have you you read the first jinky entropy yeah well that's my life's the top one oh cool that makes, that's so perfect well whoever's listening read the first jinky it's so good <clears throat> it's michael's sacred wound mm. so to cap it off what is one thing you've had to let go of to be in the miraculous mother energy that you are today and it, what is one thing you've gained from being in the miraculous mother that you are today? <laughs> one thing I've had to let go of control is the first thing that comes to mind. Control of anything, really, just allow the current of life to take me, to surrender. I feel like the mother is my own version of the surrender experiment. <laughs> the miraculous mother, you know that book. I'm in, I'm in that right now. It's the best. <sighs> and the other question was, what was the gift of that? Joy, playfulness. Yeah, God, meeting God, meeting the earth in such a precious way and really opening my channel more to life through the birth it felt like everything kind of lit up and opened and now I'm experiencing a deeper tenderness and sensitivity to all of life so juicy thank you with the last few minutes or five minutes or however long you want to go what else is on your heart to share anything about your journey any wisdom that's been coming through any lessons big transformations that you've gone through anything that just by giving voice to it will help it crystallize even more for you I feel it's the just the ownership of this path of the miraculous mother and you know the true essence of what a priestess is um being able to navigate through all of life life death all of these different initiations rites of passage and my true desire is to support other women to land their dharmas to be a doula in in that space of helping women to really walk their walk walk their path and know that there are other women out there that hold that so sacred and that want to support you to fully actualize and that's my deepest prayer for for us all is that we 
remember that we we can't do this alone, that we are here to support and hold each other, walk each other home. And I hope that my journey in some way is, is a remembrance of that, coming back to simplicity and fully wholeheartedly choosing what brings you the most joy. And that is what we're doing now. We're going to be traveling the world. We're going to be on a, on a pilgrimage, meeting the lands, listening. And, you know, with our son, with our baby, we don't have it all figured out. We don't have, you know, a house, the car, the millions in the bank. We don't have any of that. We are literally running with God. And I just really pray that more of us really listen to that calling what stirs you what's moving you where are you being guided to to be um because there are so many souls crossing over right now there is like this real reality of we're not here forever this is so precious this life and we're we're such a miracle to even be here and to have this gift so, yeah, I just pray that everyone finds that within themselves and finds that peace inside of themselves to just do them, you know, just go for it. Follow your heart. Thank you so much, love. I just know how precious your time really is. It always was, but now more than ever. And just thank you for sharing your energy, your heart, your truth, and your wisdom with, with me and with anyone else listening. It's such an honor to be in your presence. And I just hope you know how. I know I tell you all the time, or I try to anyway. Like, I'm probably a broken record, but I just... You represent so much to me and you just like I I truly look up to you and look to you in just your words the way you carry yourself your way of being it's such an example for so many and so I'm really excited for this next phase for you to leave the house and go on these adventures because I know you're going to Egypt and to France and beyond maybe Sedona um, just all over with Isaiah and Jared and to just allow the land to feel your energy, allow others around you to feel your energy. And just in that, like you are a transmission. And I know that you, like the earth is going to support you. Others are going to support you. And that abundance is just going to, yeah, be more and more rich, um, which you know, but I'm just saying what I see. I love you so much. So thank you again. I love you. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Right. Gonna end now. Bye, everybody.